Hi, I'm JJ Walsh, and this is an article I wrote on Medium in the beginning of August called Fresh Perspectives on Sustainability in Hawaii. There are many strange and wonderful things about coming home to where you once lived and noticing things with fresh eyes. After living in Japan and working on sustainability issues for most of my career over the last 20 plus years, returning to see the hurdles my home of Hawaii has been having was a surprise. There are sustainability focused successes, but also serious issues of social inequity, environmental damage, and wasted opportunities. In all of the following cases, all three pillars of the people, planet, profit tenets of sustainability would benefit from greater balance. Let's talk about waste management. The biggest, most glaring issue in Hawaii, which I actually noticed on my very first trip back home in the 90s, is the backtrack to mixed garbage fiasco. My brother said, this is America. We don't care about recycling. And that still seems to be true 20 plus years later? Oh no! About 10 years ago, I was inspired to see the recycling centers that were in use in every high school car park, which allowed students to raise money for supplies and projects by collecting cans and bottles. But in 2022, despite bottles and cans being sold in stores and looking recyclable, most containers are no longer locally collected for recycling. The recyclable containers, which are collected on the island, are also not processed on the island, but still being sent back to the mainland or on to further areas of the world like countries in Asia. This is really a nightmare on many levels, allowing the import of products with packaging that cannot be processed on the island adds burden to the waste management infrastructure. It increases the amount of fossil fuels use and pollution uh, created due to more activity by garbage trucks, more incineration, more need for landfill, and all the related pollution. Locals must also bear the brunt of paying for these wasteful waste management practices as well as suffer the reductions in their own health, safety, and quality of life. Shipping glass back to the mainland, using all that extra fossil fuel and increasing costs? I don't understand it. The most disturbing is the continued practice in Hawaii, like Japan, like many other countries, most of America, of shipping plastics to Asian countries which actually have less waste management infrastructure and which we know is also adding to our ocean plastic problems. In 2021, 3.75 million tons of plastic waste were shipped from the top 10 plastic waste exporting countries, including the US, Japan, Germany, UK, and the Netherlands, which is equivalent to 7.13 tons per minute. That information is from Friends of the Earth, 
as of June this year, 2022. So basically, if a package cannot be disposed of, reused, or recycled where it arrives, as it does in Hawaii, then regulation really needs to make it impossible to arrive here. They need to ban it within the next five years. Although there has been some backtracking during COVID, Hawaii's strict regulation since 2014 to ban plastic bags does give me some hope that strict government regulation can help swing around more sustainable change once new regulation is rolled out. Waste Reduction Opportunities in Hawaii in 2022 According to the Oahu 2022 Sustainability Report, there is a goal to reduce plastic waste by 9% by 2030. It was 9.8% in 2017 and reduce per capita waste by 25% by 2030. Efforts to reduce per capita waste in the islands seems to already be working as a two ton per person rate in 2019 has decreased to 1.7 tons per person in 2020. Now, one of the key points moving forward is composting. If you want to reduce overall waste by 30% at home, at your business, in your community, or even in your state, then mandatory composting is the answer. As we have seen in Kamikatsu in Japan and San Francisco in America, immediate 30% decreases in waste overall can be realized once mandatory composting rules are in place. Organic waste made up the biggest percentage of waste incinerated in 2017 at 35.5%. So Hawaii has a lot to gain by repurposing kitchen waste into good soil on the island. In San Francisco, which also has a population of 1 million, the same as Oahu, I saw this in action at Recology for the population of 1 million. And in the small town of Kamikatsu, population 1,500, Japan's zero-waste town, I also saw it at work in my own family when we started doing composting of our kitchen waste. All of these places in my family, in Kamikatsu, in San Francisco, and potentially in Oahu, should see immediate reductions of 30% in your waste once you start mandatory composting. Hawaii could follow the San Francisco Recology model of mandatory curbside composting, which would reduce the waste it had to manage and reduce the carbon impact of that. To keep recyclables cleaner would also fetch higher resale of the recyclable material while creating new jobs and enhancing the local soil for regenerative agriculture, gardens, and parks. In San Francisco, the collaboration with local California wineries, which reutilize the city's compost, has enhanced their soil and products, which then enhances the entire sustainable brand 
of the local products and destination of San Francisco. Doesn't that sound appealing? Let's talk about ecoplastics. Ecoplastics seem to be more popular in Hawaii as we're starting to see them in Japan. But as we see more ecoplastics in use in eateries and in food packaging, how much better are they? Yes, these are good alternatives to typical fossil fuel derived plastics as it is sourced from plants instead of fossil fuels. So you're using less fossil fuels. However, these plastics require special commercial composting machines, which are not currently available in Hawaii. So if it still ends up in the landfill or incinerated, instead of commercially composted as intended, we are left with a half-baked solution. There's also the shipping and manufacturing impacts to consider. Although more, more testing is needed, one other possible benefit could be that in addition to reducing the use of fossil fuels it creates, if it ends up in the ocean, it should in theory have less negative impacts on local wildlife and ocean plastic problems. However, in this 2020 research linked here, it is unclear whether bioplastics are any less damaging on the environment than oil-based plastic. What would be better? In an ideal world, no single-use packaging at all and stick to reusables. A next best compromise would be limiting any single-use packaging to biodegradable and easily compostable materials only. Falling back into bad plastic bag habits. Hawaii was one of the world leaders in banning plastic bags at the checkout of shops and eateries, but the 2014 initiatives were pushed back during COVID and have still not been put back into place. Falling back into old habits came too easily. And although vendors were supposed to ask customers if they needed or wanted a bag or plastic utensil first, most staff are giving it automatically away without asking. Resilient Oahu's 2021 report, however, still showed signs of progress in plastic reductions. 2020 saw a notable 16% reduction in the total amount of waste produced and 14% reduction in the amount of waste generated per person island-wide. This de decrease is most likely due to commercial closures and the sharp decline in tourism. So this is the time to build back good habits and more sustainable regulations before tourism comes back. This could be an opportunity for more effective change. The Resilient Oahu organization suggests people buy less plastic packaging and shop at farmers markets, but these are not realistic options for most people living in Hawaii because like Hawaii, Japan, and most of the world, plastic packaging is still impossible to avoid on the day-to-day, -day, even for the most conscientious shoppers. 
Let's talk about reuse and refill waste as resource. Metal, paper, plastic, and organic waste all mixed together is the biggest hurdle. But as we see in San Francisco at Recology, it's possible to shift to a new system to separate the recyclables from the burnables from the compostables. Another key point for Hawaii is to invest in commercial reuse facilities that can repurpose usable waste like metals, glass, and paper instead of shipping it off. There are a lot of local people and businesses that could reutilize these materials. When I was told to put a tin metal can in the garbage with all the other waste like the compost and the paper because it can't be recycled, ah, it hit me so hard. That is so wrong on such a deep level. It also made me think of my interview with the author Matt Alt. In his book, Pure Invention, Matt talked about how Japanese inventions have influenced pop culture around the world. One of his stories is about an entrepreneur who took the food cans from army bases during the occupation in Japan after the war. His idea was to repurpose the material to make toy cars. This became a popular business and sought-out product around the world. Metal, glass, and paper have fantastic renewable and reusable properties that really could benefit local people and local businesses. Waste is a resource is the Hawaii trash motto that you see on the bins in Hawaii. So let's make that a reality and really put waste back to use in regenerative and reusable ways. Metals made up 4.6% of all the waste on Oahu in 2017. That could be a lot of toy cars or pots, pans, trays used in restaurants or building materials. If someone could think of a way to process and reuse the material. Glass is another huge hurdle as it's heavy and requires a lot of fossil fuel to be delivered to Hawaii and then more to be sent off island. Let's find ways to reuse it here in Hawaii to create sand for beaches or golf courses. Hawaii spends millions on buying sand for its beaches, golf courses, and gardens. Wouldn't it be great to reuse glass waste to create much needed sand locally? Business Insider did a great feature on a small group of American entrepreneurs who are rebuilding their coastlines with repurposed glass made into sand. 100% clean energy by 2045. To end on a positive note, I am so thrilled to see that Hawaii is curbing its longtime addiction to coal this September by closing its last coal-fired electrical plant with an aim to be 100% renewable energy charged by 2045. Solar rates have come down 50% in the last 10 years, and a new system will only cost a homeowner or business around $12,000 after rebates and incentives. 
but many people still opt out on this sustainable opportunity to be more energy self-sufficient and save money while helping Hawaii reduce its carbon impacts and meet the 2045 targets. Hawaii is now ranked number one in America for its per capita solar installations, but it really could be a world leader. It's sunny all year. Combine the stick with the carrot to spur on movement in clean energy with regulations that mandate solar on any new building, business, and charging station for EVs. Hawaii has been expanding the fleet of EV buses and increasing charging stations. It would be great to see solar-powered charging stations to power the entire fleet of EV buses in Hawaii by 2035 with clean energy. Overall, coming home and seeing the sustainability issues in Hawaii has given me so many useful insights into the issues in Japan and even on the global stage. I'm excited for the future potential for sustainable innovation and strategies in Hawaii that can inspire us all in Japan and around the world. I look forward to following Hawaii's progress and boasting about its success, saying Hawaii no ko'oi, Hawaii is number one. Thanks for listening. If you have any comments or questions, I'd love to hear them. Reach out to me on Twitter at JJ Walsh or Instagram and Facebook at Inbound Ambassador.